0: Our scripture this morning comes from the Older Testament, from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows upon them and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint." The Word of God for us. In the 12-step program of recovery from the disease of addiction, a primary vehicle of this spiritual solution of the program is regular meetings of groups of people who are on the same journey of healing. Members come together with all kinds of facets of this disease, of the body, of the mind, of our emotional life, whether it's Alcoholics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, Debtors Anonymous, Codependents Anonymous, or Al-Anon, just to name a few. What all these meetings have in common is that they always begin and end with prayer. Members do this to remember that they themselves are powerless over the disease. They remember they've tried everything on their own to free themselves of the bondage of the substance or the behavior or a thought pattern. And they've discovered they're powerless to heal themselves. And that, in fact, no human power can relieve them. And in that opening and closing prayer, beginning and ending those meetings, It's their time to remember and claim again that there is one who has the power to relieve them of the obsession and to restore them to well-being and sane thinking, and that one is God, a benevolent higher power. Very often, the closing prayer begins with a call and response, the leader offering a question and the whole group responding. A common one goes like this. Who hangs the stars? To which the group raise their voice, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then they continue on with the rest of the Lord's prayer. We humans have a built-in forgetter, as one describes it. Addictions can uncover this truth rather easily. The addiction, the harmful obsession, often will bring those suffering from it to our knees in surrender. When the devastating effects become too much for us or for those we love, if we don't stay spirit-filled or connected to a loving God, we will forget of the, the harmful part of the disease and only recall how good it made us feel in the moment we may forget that that pleasure was ever so fleeting and that it left us yet again in a pit of despair, desperate and alone again. Who hangs the stars? Having asked and answered this question again, the members leave a 12-step meeting remembering that though they themselves are forgetful, there's a loving higher power at work on a cosmic scale who never forgets. And so we leave with renewed hope, being assured once again that God who hangs the stars is at work restoring us to our communities, to lives of useful and joyful freedom. In today's passage, passage, the prophet Isaiah is preaching to God's people Israel, the people of Judah, who just like us have a built-in forgetter, They have forgotten who they are as God's children. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The prophet asks them. Hasn't it been told you from the beginning? Don't you remember? It is God, the Holy One, who asks you, To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal? Look up at the sky. Who hung the stars? Who numbers them and calls them by name? Remembering every single one. Don't forget that I am your Holy One. I am your strength. I am your power. The people's history, the people of Judah, and their present reality has fostered their forgetfulness and has led them to doubt God and to lose hope. And this is where Isaiah finds them. Isaiah prophesied to the people of Judah many years from the time that they were forced into exile from their homeland. The conquering superpower Babylon invaded their land, sacked their holy city of Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, the very proof of God's presence with them, and swept them off to Babylon where they live in exile. The people of Judah were warned that this was going to happen by the prophets who came before Isaiah. But as biblical biblical scholar Amy Jill Levine points out, nobody likes prophets. They have bad news. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear what they have to say, but we all need a prophet. While the people were still in Judah, God sent the prophet Jeremiah to warn them to stay devoted to God no matter what. Jeremiah grieved as he witnessed the people grow in self-reliance, becoming too big for their britches, so to speak, assuming that they were untouchable since, after all, they inherited the the promises of God to David and to Abraham before King David, that God would be their God forever. Jeremiah kept warning them that all they knew could and would be destroyed. For going against God's command to put no one before God, the people began dabbling with alliances with bigger nations around them, lured by the temptation of the security and power these nations may afford them. So they forgot God. They forgot God's promise. They forgot to be thankful. And the superpower Babylon came, conquered, and took them into captivity. And there among them rose the prophet Ezekiel. They didn't want to listen to him either. For now, though living in exile, the people were convinced that they would not be there for very long, that their return home would happen any day now. A.J. Levine imagines the people saying, yes, we probably deserve what we're getting, but God's loyalty will bring a quick end to this. This won't last. But Ezekiel prophesies otherwise and warns them to repent because they have forgotten Yahweh. They have forgotten God's decrees, and they have begun worshiping the foreign gods of Babylon, images made of wood and metal, Ezekiel tells them to hunker down, for this exile will go on for a long time. Like our faith ancestors in this story, we too can become forgetful of God's promise of loyalty to us and for us. Many things can threaten our memory of God's faithfulness, political threats and discord, social upheavals and polarity, A pandemic that goes on and on, bringing such loss and grief and despair, such isolation and separation from those we love and from a lifestyle or a security we once enjoyed. Like the people of Judah, we may feel we are in our own exile and we're wearing down. We may be enticed by that which promises ease and comfort and quick relief, we may forget there's no one like our God. There's no quick fix to our pain and discomfort. Or in this time of great need and suffering, we may seek God in new ways or for the first time asking for help. We may wonder, we, we may look up and see God's stars, but ask, but where are you, God? I can't hear you. And you're taking too long. Jeremiah warned the people with great lamentations. Ezekiel judged the people, calling them to repent. And now the prophet Isaiah brings words to console them. As the people saw the prior prophecies come to pass, they now have more openness to hear and to believe that though they've lived in exile for decades now, that they will return home one day as the good news of the prophet Isaiah comes to them. Isaiah calls the people to remembrance. Have you not heard? Have you not remembered what has been told you from the foundations of the earth? Look up at the sky. Who hangs the stars? Yahweh, your God is so vast, so infinite, so cosmic in magnificence, power, and glory. And your God, Yahweh, has come to console you. Isaiah reminds them that God, their cosmic consoler, has seen them through exile all these years and will continue to see them through. Isaiah tells them to get ready for it's time to go home. And it's not for nothing that the people of God are restored to their homeland, restored in their devotion to God, restored in hope. It's not for nothing that they remember once again their God of cosmic consolation and come to worship and glorify God with shouts of thanksgiving. Later on in Isaiah, we will hear the prophet proclaim God's promise, I will make you a light to the nations so that my salvation will reach people all over the world, so they too will be restored by my cosmic love, lived out by you, my people Israel. The prophet's words are no less for us today. Have you not known? Do you not remember? It is I, the Holy One says, who created the heavens, who gives you life. Look up and see. I care about the majesty of the stars. I even name them and I claim them. And in my scope, my beloved, you, my people, are like grasshoppers, fragile, tender, here on earth but for a breath. And yet I care intimately for you and about you. Don't you remember... Isaiah preaches on the everlasting God gives power to the powerless strengthens the faint-hearted and never grows weary though the young will fall exhausted all who live expectantly for God's consoling care shall run with energy shall fly like the eagle shall be restored to life anew as with our faith ancestors our restoration to any level of new life, is not for nothing. In the Gospels, Jesus demonstrates this over and over. Every person Jesus heals is restored to well-being, restored to their community, to their true vocation, which is to go and tell others of the love of God found in Jesus Christ. And for us, any experience we have, large or small, of being restored, serves to return us also to our true vocation, as serving as vessels of God's cosmic, consoling love. A newspaper headline from May 2020 reads, U.S. Native tribes and Ireland's 170-year-old connection is renewed in the pandemic. The Choctaw gave to Ireland during the Great Famine Now a fundraiser for the Navajo and Hopi nations has Ireland paying it forward. When members of the Choctaw Nation heard about the struggles of the Irish in the Great Potato Famine in 1847, the tribe gathered up about $170, equivalent to $5,000 today. And they had that money sent overseas for the relief of the starving poor in Ireland. What's so remarkable is that the Choctaw gave this money to Ireland only 16 years after the Trail of Tears, America's brutal forced relocation of the nation from the southeastern US to Indian Territory in what is now Oklahoma. That gift of that money coming so soon after the the Choctaw's own tragedy is lodged into the irish collective memory the story is taught in schools today it has been honored with a sculpture in the county cork and the irish prime minister has visited the Choctaw nation just two years ago to pay tribute and now in this pandemic The Navajo and Hopi Families COVID-19 Relief Fund has been established by the families of these nations themselves when the pandemic began ravaging their communities. $3.6 million was raised as of last spring. More than 20,000 donors at that time were from Ireland. The communications led for the relief fund money kept pouring in and not just from ireland but from everywhere including from plenty of irish americans so even though the pandemic rages on in the world here is an example of the beautiful circle of life and it's cosmic it shows the universal nature of god's love that is deeply planted within each of us as god's image bears and a love that spans generations, a continuous love, allowing us as God's vessels to bring cosmic consolation to every corner of the world. Let us not forget how God has seen us through any of our calamities or tragedies or hardships. The prophet Isaiah says, get yourselves up to a high mountain people and shout the glad tidings, that your God, who never forgets you, is here right now. This is the same glad tiding that Jesus of Nazareth preached in his very first sermon. Go and tell, he said, that the kingdom of God has come among you. It is here right now. And friends, may we too shout the good news that the God who hangs the stars is among us now, loving us with a cosmic, consoling love. May we remember anew today, and may we too pay it forward to every corner of God's earth. Thanks be to God. Amen.